Welcome to episode three of the Chaotic Podcast. Unfortunately, Cassie can't be here this week because she doesn't want to be and she's in a better place. She hasn't died, she's just in Thailand where they don't have to wear masks. We have a different co-host this week. I'm Ashley James, your first co-host. Our other co-host is Vivian Chan, who recently got banned from Facebook for calling a Chaotic member a little bitch for daring to ask if she can moderate something. That's right. Hi guys, I'm Vivian. If you don't read the rules, I will ban your ass. Or get banned yourself. Or get banned myself. And introducing our guest today, he's a mentalist, and as our producers did, just discovered, that doesn't mean he's insane, he's just a bit weird. Please introduce yourself. That's true, I am a bit weird. I am a mentalist, my name is Anthony. Uh, a lot of countries, I know mentalist means crazy people, particularly in Australia, I think, but I guarantee I'm not crazy. I do crazy things, so... Yeah, I'm Anthony, born and raised in Hong Kong, lived in America for about 12 years, so happy to be here and meet with you guys, especially Viv. Hey! All right. So cute. <laughs> Good to learn. Um, well, that's a good place to start. You just said you're a mentalist, which is obviously why we've got you on, not for your non-existing good looks. Nope. So, what is a mentalist and what do you do in good Hong Kong? Good question, good question. Lately I've been saying uh, I'm just like Simon Baker from the TV show The Mentalist on CBS, except a lot less good looking like you said and I do not solve crimes. The long story is I basically uh, read people and I, uh, I, whether it's by judging their body language, whether it's using my intuition, I get a good sense of what they're thinking and I make a guess about what the outcomes might be, and I also use my hypnotic powers. I learned hypnosis when I was a kid uh, to influence people's decisions. Um, so yeah, that is a short story. Um, mm -hmm. The long story is I spent a lot of time just reading books. Fair. <laughs> so okay, a nerd is basically what I did. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, a nerd. Um, so from that, obviously, you got into mentalism in Hong Kong. Like, obviously, we know you as a mentalist in Hong Kong. What do you do in Hong Kong with those skills? Yeah, that's a good question. So. Um, it really, really started, I mean, just take a big step back, I developed a lot of my skills as a kid um, when mm -hmm. I first moved to America because, uh, you know, even though I achieved relatively good grades in Hong Kong in English, yeah. it's just different. Like, when you go to America, if everyone speaks English and you think that, like, your shitty little English in, in, in Hong Kong is going to fly Oh, back. don't worry. In yeah. America, oh, they, don't, they, don't speak, they don't speak English. Let's be fair. Let's... Well, I'll... <laughs> Go well, on. <laughs> I can see you do it. I will hold my tongue. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, no, anyways, I got there and I realized my, there is a bit of a language barrier and mm. I had a hard time communicating with people. Right. Um, and I realized that even though English might not be um, my best skills, I could look at people's body language and make um, some sort of assessment and, and make an assumption and, and just try and join in and by just play the kids and enjoying mm. their body language that way. Um, so from that point on, I really started reading a lot of books and getting into close-up magic, hard magic, and then when I got back to Hong Kong, um, I wanted to do something different, but I went into corporate at first and hated it, hated the life, didn't like answering emails, didn't like waking up to 100 emails a day. Ugh, you know, every single day, she has 100 emails and every 100 emails. So I quit, and then I wanted to, to, to chase that childhood dream that I had of being a performer, being on stage doing entertainment. So now I do event entertainment for uh, corporations, um, entertainment for restaurant groups. Uh, I do uh, um, shows where for patrons of a restaurant and um, 
I entertain people with my skills, per se. Fantastic. So to get you right, you escape the corporate world by True. performing for the corporate world. Yes. <laughs> yes, if you can, DM, join them. So I join them in a different way. At least now I don't have 100 emails, which is... A little bit tragic. I miss okay. it sometimes. So. Do you do you really miss a hundred emails each day? Yeah. Some do. <laughs> Some of the email people I like I like talking to, but not everyone. So. So they're emailing you. Yeah. Because instead of what, opposed to like texting you. As opposed to texting. Well, okay. Well, that's an interesting topic. You I just I, love I, having emails. No, no, no. no. So I, I, it's I used so to. Hong Kong. You know, so Hong Kong. To, to, to take a little of a detour, you should work in this industry called expert networking industry. Hmm. It sounds really, really sketchy. Yes. It's not. I guarantee it's not. So what I do is basically I, I contact, uh, um, and it has to, I guess, like really apply to how I use my skills as a mentalist. It's like, I, I, I basically I reach out to experts of different industries, mm -hmm. and I connect them with, with clients who are usually in the private equity industry, the consulting industry, right. and um, I help them get answers that these clients need. So be it for like a private investment or a private equity trading, want you to know some information about um, whether or not this is a good purchase. They would mm -hmm. ask people who you should be in this industry or, or, or something in that line to, to make a better gauge on whether or not it's a good investment. Um, or if it's a corporate consulting client, they might want to look at like how can we improve certain um, strategies for the client. So they would ask you know, um, experts in, in, in some countries like, you know, what are we doing? How can we do better? So, so basically, basically you do the job of Reddit. Yes, that is true. <laughs> yeah. Or, or okay, when I was, uh, yeah, what? they're paid for that. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, they, they, they pay a lot of good money for, for, yeah. for, uh, experts who are, uh, you would never know. Like, you know, I, I remember I talked to, uh, um, um, people in the oil industry who all they did was like, um, you know, they're experts in, in maybe like some part of the, um, of the value chain in the oil industry. Maybe they're an expert in transportation, right? All they know is how to purchase trucks. But people want to know how you purchase trucks. So Fair. we find them, we ask them, we make sure that they're actually experts. So that's where I have to make sure they're not telling lies, make sure they're not faking their way, mm. uh, just making that quick money and right. yeah, and uh, stuff like that. Exactly. So it was an interesting industry. I get to learn a lot about different stuff, um, but it's a lot of interaction. Literally hundreds of emails and texts and WhatsApp mm. is always imploding. I'm always answering the phone Fudge. and calling people at like 1 a.m. at night, so oh. yeah. Yeah, I'm getting bored listening to it. Yeah, um, well, you can see why I left, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not blaming For you. Sure. I'm just talking to real one. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so you went from corporate world back to, uh, obviously, not to say comedy, because mm. that's how I know you, yeah. is through mentalism and then yes. you started performing. So like, do you have any good stories from like performing in Hong Kong or any even better, horrible stories of your tricks going wrong. Yeah, well, it goes wrong a lot. So what I do is very different. <laughs> yeah, what I do is very different from uh, from a typical magician, right? Magician, um, bless their heart, they're awesome. Um, a lot of stuff they do have a outcome, have a set outcome. Um, I'm interviewing that. That didn't sound sincere. Why yeah. do you hate magicians? I do not hate magicians. You do hate Ooh. magicians. They are great rivals. I mean, no, they're not rivals. <laughs> they, are, they are great friends of ours. Um, mm. No, magicians are cool. Magicians are cool. They are. If you want to make, you know, if you want to pull, pull a rabbit out of the hat, go for it. There, there you go. Wanna, there. Oh, there's hey, the tea. If you want to keep like, like doing children's birthday party, like, go for it. <laughs> 
You know, I, I, I'm more interested in adult things like talking to people, making genuine connections, but right. But right. no, I, I love <laughs> I'm serious now. No, no hate. I, I have a lot of good magician no friends. Hate. No a hate. lot but. of good magician friends. Uh, mm -hmm. Hong Kong is a great place for magic. There's a lot of good creators in, in, in Hong Kong. Yeah. Uh, very world renowned. Um, I love, you know, sleight of hand, I love I appreciate dexterity, I appreciate that stuff. Yeah. But, so there is no rivalry between mentalism or, or magicians or, or anything like that. It's we just can that. Uh, one. It's fine. Yeah. Well, starting now, you heard it here first. You heard it here first. There is a rivalry now. Um, <laughs> we will start some shit. <laughs> well, no. As I as I said, um, um, being a magician, you know, the outcomes of, of, of how you do what you do, the tricks that you do, is, is mm. quite linear. Uh, but in, in in mentalism and mind reading, it's quite different because no one ever thinks the same thing, right? Mm. Everyone has different thoughts. Um, so, so the outcome is always the same and I genuinely have to, to make guesswork and, and, and yeah. take a leap of faith and observe. So sometimes things do go wrong, mm. um, but sometimes things go really, really well. And in fact, I think that the craziest story I've had was one time I did a show, um, and I, I, I might've said something about like psychic powers. Or might have like claimed, or, or might, this I might is the have, same yeah. You got. I, I might have made a joke about psychics, and I might have like said something to a random audience member that, oh, this and this will happen to you on this date. And after the show, I left the venue, and this old lady, is an old American lady, was like really serious, and she really wanted to have a conversation about, you know, like about her life and death. She wants to know about like like stuff that I don't even know. And it really puts me in an awkward situation. My right? husband. Yeah, I was like, can you contact? The, no, I'm like. You know, that, that's not oh, what happened, but basically, okay, you know, they, they really took me as a, as a psychic and really think that I have extra super yeah. sensory powers and which I don't think I do yet. So it was an awkward situation. I think that's probably the weirdest interaction I've had. Um, not a lot of like fail. I mean, I have the, the worst show I've ever done is probably for my aunt's wedding. Oh, oh this no. is yeah. yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. It was basically uh, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. Oh, no, no. Uh, yeah. Don't be vague. Details, yeah. please. Uh, well, it's my aunt's third. Not that much detail. Wedding. Oh. Yeah. oh, yeah, you should have predicted oh. that. I should have known, yeah. <laughs> Who could have predicted oh. that was going to end badly? Yeah. I'll give you one wedding. I'll give you two, but the third time third might one. be. Like, but doesn't know, happen with weddings. Fair, yeah, fair, fair. I, I think I should have known, but I knew that was a good one. I knew that was mm. a good guy. You know, he's a, a, a Jewish-American professor oh. in marine biology. Oh, way cool. Right? Yeah. That's and, a good catch. Yeah. Had a little bit of Asian fetish, I think worked out for him. He, he taught a class in Chinese history, oh, even though he's a marine those. biologist, so I don't even know how that works. That's next level yeah. Asian fetish. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, there's so many of those. I do not know <laughs> what you Asian speak Asian history. Yeah, I'm and, I, and I asked, I was like, what's your, what's your credentials in, in Asian history? And he said, well, I read a lot. So I was like, well, I'll guess what class I'm not taking. I've read Harry Potter doesn't mean yeah. I'm a fucking magician. <laughs> Expert wizardry. That's, that's what you're <laughs> in now. Wizardry. So what happened at the wedding? Um, that went yeah, so, so everything I could have guessed uh, were wrong. Oh. You know, I was like, is the person you're thinking of uh, Derek? It wasn't Derek. It was oh. Lindsay or something like that. Just everything went well. <laughs> and it would have been fine if it was like a, a casual performance, but it was a big day, right? Yeah. So I was like, you know, I ended it awkwardly. I just... Went back to my table and ate whatever was there. So Aww. it was horrible. Um, what else is an interesting failure? I think this is uh, the biggest failure I've had, or the biggest messed up I've had was for a very important TV audition in America. So it was, 
I, I'm not going to say which TV show, but okay. I think anyone could have guessed. Um, do they have talent? Some do. Some don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They might have buzzed the people who don't have talents. Uh, yeah. So it was, it, it was one of the things where I experienced where I was just like, you know what? I don't think this is for me. You know? It was so bad that I was like, yeah, I might just do business. And, uh, yeah. But anyways, I, I had a conversation with one of the producers in America. And then they were like, hey, like, come here. Uh, let's do a preliminary, preliminary uh, uh, addition with, with, with the producers. Yeah. We'll fast track you. So I literally got there. And then I saw a long queue in, uh, in a stadium. And then they were like, you, Anthony? I was like, that's me. And they were like, come. And then I just got brought in. I was like, whoa, this is sick. Like, hey. well, I'm getting the VIP status, right? <laughs> and uh, something happened within the performance. They cleared a whole room just so I could do the thing, shoot a producer. Yeah. And something happened within my act, my, to my own fault, I think. So I, I messed it up. And whole thing just looked like I'm an idiot. I just look like I'm an idiot who, who, who claims that he can read minds or claims he can read body language, but totally can't. And I left the room. I was like, well. These are show people. Though. I know. This, this <laughs> trip to New York is not worth it. So mm, I, you know, I, had, I was on an Uber and I had a whole conversation with an Uber guy. That's how desperate I was just to get my mind off of how, have a good how bad I messed it. up. Yeah. Bum. So that's probably the worst I've ever messed up, but carried on. I think two years later, I was like, I'm ready. You're right. And get hurt again. Did you, so like, did you, did you go to a class for this? Was there a certain academy for yeah. this? Oh, cool. No, you well, there isn't necessarily a class. Uh, I did a right. lot of readings. I think the biggest, right. uh, the biggest revelation I've had was when I was in eighth grade, no, I, 10th grade. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, do you have 10th grade in, in, in the UK or you understand why? Yeah, like, the schooling uh, system is different. I don't get it. Seven. Seven. Yeah. It would be equivalent of like S, I think S, because oh, in Hong Kong you S1, S2, yeah. S3, S4, secondary. So I think it's your fifth year of secondary, is that right? Yeah, mm. fifth year. Fifth so, year yeah, of secondary. S5, yeah. it would be yeah. in Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was in a high school um, and I was, uh, I read a book called Reality's Plastic, right? And it sounds like a really scammy book, right? It sounds like it's in. It was written by Greta Thunberg. Well, right now. Oh, it sounds like it's written by uh, a cult yeah. leader, but it wasn't. It was, it was a book about hypnosis. Uh, yeah. It was a book about how you can manipulate your words to, to, to generate hypnotic suggestions. Mm. So I read it and I tried it on someone. It didn't work. Mm. I keep trying for a year. It didn't work until one day this kid on my wrestling team, like I said something to him and he just fell into a trance. And he, everyone around me was freaking out. And I was, I was actually freaking out the most, but I can't show it, right? I can't be like, oh my God, it worked. Finally, it worked. And uh, this kid, like, was in a trance, and I whipped his belt off, pause, mega pause. And I, and I told him that his belt was a snake, and he really believed that the belt was a snake, and he ran around the school building uh, for, like, a lap, and he came back. And that was when I realized, like, you know, like, it's, it's interesting if you really have a sense of belief and you really manipulate the wordings of, of how you present something, mm. you can mess up someone's belief system and, and, and really influence them to, 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 to think of things that are, um, that are not necessarily reality. So that's how I discovered the power of word suggestion and that's how I realized there's something there. And obviously after I came back to Hong Kong, I had a lot of um, mentorship um, and a lot of help from people in the industry, including magicians, so no hate to magicians. Oh, okay. uh, some of the people that we know, like Stuart Palm. We love uh, it. Yeah. Shout out to Stuart Palm, who was a huge source of you know guidance and, and mentor on and off stage, and mm -hmm. really helped me out, not just on like 
technical abilities, on, on, on business, on, mm. on mindset, on mentality. Um, so the closest thing to a teacher was probably him. And he really like, you know, helped me out. So shout out to Stuart if you're watching. Um, yeah. I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> I just thought that was the weirdest way to win a wrestling match. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It sounded like you were like, oh, I'll take your trousers off. And also it's a snake. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's it, a more section than I intended. It didn't what? work. <laughs> yeah, right. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, I had a terrible wrestling record in high school. Oh, yeah, I think really? I lost. You're trying to fucking hypnotize everyone. <laughs> yeah, that was it's not a snake. Assignment. Yeah. It's not that kind of snake. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I've seen that video. Plus eight. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like a porn category. It's just this. <laughs> it's a snake. Guess. No, it's not. No, Rub it's it not. harder. It will hiss. Jesus, stop. Never. I think I've seen that video too. <laughs> oh, no. God. I think my wrestling record in high school was like all defeat except for one match who was against Ooh. a girl. <laughs> yeah. But I'll still take that as a win. So, yeah. Because you're a feminist. Because I'm a feminist. Equal opportunity. You know, I beat her, I pinned her. So, you know what? Let's go. Let's go. We might need to edit yeah. out. I beat I her. Think. Okay. We can put that in. We um, can definitely put that in. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, say anything. So you do a lot of, you say at the moment, and I think we've talked about this off yeah. camera, you do a lot of restaurant work. So yes, yes, yes. two things I got there. One, uh, who are the, like, the worst customers? Because we've mm. had a barman on before that said like, Australians are the worst. Is there wow. any like, you hear a voice and you're like, I don't want to approach this type of expat because they're all pricks. Yeah, British just makes sense. That is such an interesting question because it, the genuine, the, you know, the genuine answer is all those clients, uh, uh, customers who mm. like, perform uh, at one restaurant or the other, or even at close-up events, are usually expats. And luckily, luckily enough, that I work better with people who speak English than okay. Cantonese and Chinese. Mm. Um, there isn't necessarily worse kind of people. I think at some point back in time, I think. The hardest people have to deal with probably drunk people, mm. overly enthusiastic. Also, people. British people got it. Yeah, but yeah. also, why do you say like okay? So you're better with English. Is mm -hmm. it because like Cantonese speakers don't really show their emotions? That's a good question. <laughs> I think that is a, that. There's something there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really? No. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is, is yeah. it because of that? They just yeah. like don't. I, I thought you had emotions. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. I thought you had like 27 tones. Is that one of them not emotional? Oh my God. Yeah. But how do you wait? Because you speak fluent Canto, and I'm sorry to make you do this, but I do love doing this. How do you say six dick dog? What? Six dick dog. Six dick dog. Isn't it like gal, gal, gal? Or it's nine times. Nine dick dog. I can't speak Cantonese. I'm an expat. It's gal, gal, gal. Yeah, because those are three totally different words. Those are two. Wait. No, it's two different sounds. How long have you been in Hong Kong for you to not understand oh 999? No, that's not 999. That's oh. See? See? Even you can't I tell the difference. Up. I messed up. I messed up. <laughs> not racist. Yeah, yes. No, definitely not. You get the unracist. Just ignorant, guys. Okay, say it one more time and see if you can guess what you said. Because I want this on record. So you want nine, dog, and penis. Yes. Okay, so it's gal, gal, gal. I know what I said. What's up? I know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's pretending. You couldn't have told him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love really? the dick of the dog. I speak Cantonese. Oh, <laughs> don't don't Sorry, where were we before yeah. I Yeah, no, but I think there's something there, Viv. Right? That, uh, you know, you should be afraid of performing to, 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 to Chinese descent people or, or local yeah. people. I think, yeah. yeah, and it sounds yeah. racist, guaranteed. It, 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 yeah. let's go there. I am so not local, a racist. racist. Yeah. I'm not racist, I'm local. Yeah. <laughs> me too, I'm local, I, I'm not racist. It's okay for me to say these things. I'll stay there. Yeah. I'll stay there. Um, I think it's not, I'm, I'm afraid because I think that, it's because, I think it's because 
a lot of them are are, are skeptical, right? Mm, like mm. when a, a performer of any sort, or even like I, I guess even in comedy, right? You have to prove yourself that you're funny. Mm. You have to prove yourself that you can actually do what you say. And I think that there are lots more skeptical than um, um, foreigners. Um, well, and, they're, they're weird skepticism to me because they'll yeah. eat like snake roots yeah. to like, cure something, but they yeah. won't, yes, they won't take a vaccine. So no. it's a different level of skepticism. <laughs> Seriously, take a fucking vaccine. I want to go home. Um, <laughs> or eat snake root. Or that, yeah. yeah. How are we going to cure COVID? Yeah. Snake root. <laughs> no, there is, I think, yeah, it is an interesting level of skepticism. You know, mm -hmm. you have to prove mm -hmm. yourself and you have to, it feels like, even from an Asian parent standpoint, it's my Asian yeah. parents, like, you're always not enough. So for a patron of, exactly. of, of someone who's watching your work, yeah. You have to prove it's that you can say It's definitely an upbringing thing for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Like, and I oh. think, you know, I have a lot of mental barriers as a performer. It's like, okay. you know, it's like you have to, you always feel like I'm here to prove, but mm. I think the correct framework is like, no, I'm here to share. Mm. So um, sometimes I think the hardest ones are, um, are the ones who are initially skeptical. Right. They don't know how to, um, they're not welcoming a performer's day. They kind of want to just be judgmental. And I think the other, thing, the other thing is, 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 is I don't particularly, I speak fluent Cantonese and Mandarin, but mm. I obviously speak better English than I do because of my years, my, the, the, where I developed my brain was, yeah. was, in, was in America. And um, for me to have a casual conversation with someone in Cantonese, mm -hmm. easy. I guess an intellectual one where I have to... Or emotional. Yeah, or emotional one or or one where I have to <laughs> talk about my craft and, and perform in it, I'm still working on it. Mm. So, you know, the other night I was working and I had three local uh, ladies at a mm. table and it was a challenge for me because it has been a while for me mm -hmm. to really genuinely communicate and speak in Cantonese and do uh, my whole act in Cantonese. Because they're women. Uh, Maybe that's why. You don't communicate well. Yeah. Where do you want to eat, Vivi? I don't I know. I want to eat at Chubby's Papa's. Shut up. Chubby's Papa's is great, to be fair. Great sandwiches. Also, we're going quality, <laughs> we're going quality goods on Thursday. Oh yeah, quality goods. Yeah, there are many. I've never had. Seen? I've never had where, where wherever you name, but I will have to check it out. You get free vouchers though. You work for. Um, so I performed recently for a group of uh, three local ladies. Yeah, it was their birthday. Great oh. event for them, um, and they really, really had a lot of fun. Like you know, the, they were taking a lot of pictures and big <laughs> cake, um, <laughs> and uh, you know, they were, it was lovely. And then I, for every other set that I did. Mm. was in English, and it was super easy for me. Mm. Once I have to code switch back to Cantonese, I was like, how do you even say some other things? And it makes oh. me feel like, you know, it makes me feel like Daniel Wu. You know Daniel Wu? Oh, bless him. Yeah. That's so cute. Yeah. Early <laughs> Daniel Wu, though. Early so Daniel cute. Wu. So cute. Yeah. Yeah. So cute. He's a, do you know Daniel Wu? He's you don't a, know Daniel Wu Into the Badlands, or he's in a lot of there. Oh, um, my God. He's in... You'll keep saying words as if I know what they mean. Oh. He's like you probably now. the star mm. of like Hong Kong cinema for like a Ooh. long while. And Hong it's like, Kong has cinema? No, it's not. I'm joking. <laughs> he is not. Also, and they're like, thank you. Because I look bad at Ingram and you're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> but bless him, yeah, yeah. you too like you, him. What would you say, he's like a sex symbol? Sorry. He was for during he's the like teenage years. A B-level <laughs> actor. But he was very yeah, cute. Like he was like one of the first mixed ones that was modeling, but also had a lot of films. Anyway. Yeah. And early days, <laughs> early days, Daniel didn't have any Cantonese, right? And he would no, throw zero. in a lot of English to yeah. explain himself. And that's yeah. how I was. I can't even say, like, pick a card, right? I can't even say, like, think of, I have to say, like, 
I have to say, like, put in some weird English words, and then I have to, like... Do you mean Chinglish? Do you sometimes go into Chinglish? Sometimes mm. I do. Mm. And you know what? I do that work, and it's so... You sound so racist if you're a white guy. But it's better. It's like, pick a card. What's that Cantonese? Pick a card. Pick a card. Pick a card. There you go. I translated it. There you go. But sometimes, like, you have to tap into your Chinglish, or whatever the variant is. Even in Indonesia or in Thailand, you have to speak with that dialect or an accent, yeah, or an and accent. then magically they, they, they understand. understand you, right? It's like, what's going on? You didn't understand me with perfect English, and yeah. you understand me with like a bit of fake accent that I sound racist <laughs> using. It's like so, when you talk uh, to French people, you have to be a pretentious prick. Uh, yes, you do, mm. I, yeah, I can verify, yes. So, um, <laughs> his missus is French, so he's gonna pick up on that. Yeah. What is um, your opinion on French people? They're, they're okay, sometimes they are a bit Get too up. much. Yeah. <laughs> Cut that out, I think. Don't want to get mad at the French people. Um, oh, no, don't worry. They don't watch. We've tried to force them out. Did. They don't make Once, it this yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it's very difficult for me to, to do it. I think the level of difficulty is like Cantonese, mm -hmm. right? Super difficult for me to use Cantonese to, to, to do my whole job in. And then mm -hmm. Mandarin, a lot more difficult. Um, but I would say, however, people who are Mandarin-speaking or, or from China are... Mm -hmm. Genuous tippers, generous, generous tippers. So they are, you know, there's a change of perception there. They are appreciative of your craft if you if you're able That's to communicate nice. and touch base with them. And I do appreciate your positivity, but it's my job to bring it back to negativity. Oof. Who are the worst tippers? Who are the worst tippers? So you've got mainlanders as the best tippers. Depends where you're at, right? Like I really think it depends where Hong you're Kong. at. Depends on what kind of Hong restaurant Kong. you're at. Or? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, it's the British, isn't it? I don't know. It's I don't know. I don't know. I used to work. I, if to be the worst tipper, they would have to tip. Yeah. <laughs> I used to work at a, uh, a now defunct um, establishment doing the same thing, mm -hmm. reading minds. Um, and I think the people who are more skeptical or more conservative in pricing would probably be, um, I guess, like middle age locals, right? Like ah. In that bracket. I don't know if. If that's, but younger people are usually quite good. Like younger, younger. Um, Which are you? Are you younger or middle-aged? Yeah, what are you? Probably young, right, Viv? What are you, 21? Thank you, Anthony. Yes, I am. Twice over. Um. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Yes, yes, we'll just admit that you're 21 years old. Um, yeah, I think uh, usually, oddly, I think, Kind of counterintuitively, the younger they are, um, the more generous they are sometimes. So, do you think it's yeah. because they appreciate people who are honing their crafts, or do they just want to show off? I think that's it. Huh? Maybe, maybe if you were on a date, you know, you have a, you have like a gorgeous guy or girl next to you, yeah. you're like, you know what? I got money. I made some money from my crypto wallet. You've, you've entertained yeah. me. Yeah. That's why <laughs> I take all of my dates to Mr. Wong's. So. <sighs> 